Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks so much for joining us. Denny Long is away for a couple of weeks. He'll be back later in July. Steve Thompson and Dr. David Hilden is here. Good to see you, doctor. Good to see you, Steve. Good to see you, have you on a Sunday morning. I guess Denny's getting a couple of... A couple of well-deserved weeks off, huh? R&R. He doesn't take much time off, but he's getting a little R&R right now. And why not? The weather's turned out beautiful this weekend. And the good news is today, for those who uh, maybe have a uh, wide-ranging question, uh, open phones today. It's open. Yep. I'll take any questions you have, uh, like last week. And... uh, you know, what, what tends to happen is that people tend to kind of listen to the show and, you know, and, and we get really busy near the end. And so if you have a question, you should send it in now and then we'll, uh, we'll get to your question earlier. I have heard before from people that, well, you didn't answer my text. Well, <laughs> the, the, I, I, we're sitting, Steve and I are sitting in front of uh, our text line. It's a computer screen and it fills. And so send them early and I'll try to get to your questions. And uh, I'll, I'll even try to get them, try to give you some actual Solid medical advice. I'll do my best. Here is the number. We have just one number. We've narrowed it down. 651-989-9226. So if you prefer, send a text or uh, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. My assumption is I, re- I really don't suffer from allergies. I'm, mm. I'm pretty lucky in that You're way. lucky. I couldn't breathe this morning. Is it bad yeah. <laughs> for allergies, sufferers? What's going on? Yeah, and, and I'm, a, I'm about 80% better than I used to be, thanks to my good friend uh, down at Hennepin, John Sweet. I'm in, the, I'm in the throes of getting allergy shots. I've been doing them every you know, couple of weeks now, and I'm so much better. But I have to call John, and I say, what the heck? This morning I couldn't breathe. Um, so what happens is as the year wears on, it's different things that are out and I think, you know, it's grasses or it's trees, and then later in the year it's weeds, it's things like that. I think trees are earlier, and then we're in the grasses. Whatever it is, something started blooming, and I got up today, and I was pretty stuffy. But uh, that's, so if I sound a little nasally, that, that's maybe why it is. Yeah, you know, allergies are just your body's overactive immune system. That's all it is. It's not a weak immune system. It's an overactive immune system. It just gets a little too over-exuberant about things that it encounters in the air. So... You know, things like antihistamines work, allergy shots do work. I'm much better since starting those. But, uh, yeah, so if you're suffering allergies this morning out there, people, I'm with you. I'm with you. At least we're not suffering earthquakes. Yeah, that, that's right. My I, daughter I, had an earthquake. That That's scary. I've never been through one. I haven't either. So, you know, we're a bunch of Midwesterners, as a lot of people listening. So uh, our daughter, um, Abby, lives out in Los Angeles. She's in the western part of L.A., sort of. Well, the western part of L.A. is, I guess, the Pacific Ocean. But no, she's in the western half of L.A. She's near Culver City. And, and uh, she felt this one yesterday. And she, we realized we don't know what to do as Midwesterners who are transplanted to L.A. So we're Googling. You know, My daughter and I are signing. She goes, what do I do? Do I go inside? Do I go outside? The earth is literally moving and glasses are falling off the shelf. 
And she happened to be in a public place with some uh, with some other people. And so they were all trying to figure out what to do. So they all went outside, and I don't think that's right. So we were Googling it about what to do in an earthquake. So I guess I'll take my allergies over that. The earthquake was 100 miles away from where she lives, and she could still feel it, and some lights went out. And she said it's like being on an airplane with turbulence, except you're standing on the ground. Yeah, amazing. That, and it was out weird. in the desert, and they could feel it in Vegas in and Ve- in L.A. Yeah, it was out in the Mojave Desert, I guess, yeah. somewhere, 100 miles away. So that's a... So I guess I'll, I'll take my allergies over <laughs> over that. Hey, I have a couple of housekeeping things to tell people about. I am back on the blog, and um, it had been several months since I had put a new post, but um, I have a new blog post, and it's about the shingles. Because on last week's show, the phone lines were just off the hook about the shingles. And uh, everyone wanted to know about the rash, about the vaccine. And so what I did was I did a blog post about that very topic, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's so easy to get to. You just go to myhealthymatters.org. You don't put any spaces or any periods or anything. Um, it's all run it together, myhealthymatters.org. The dot, I guess, you have to put in. And you will see the, the latest post about the shingles. And if you like what you see, you can just enter your email, and then you'll get notification whenever I do a new post. And it's not a commercial site. Um, I, I do put links to Hennepin and to the radio station, but I don't advertise on there. I don't market to people through that. It is simply trying to be good information for you. So go to myhealthymatters.org. I encourage you to do that. Um, and then one other um, thing, and then we'll get to the phones. So at Hennepin, we have what's called acute, re- acute rehab. It's a rehab center that has do a lot of places in town. And ours is called the Mylan Knapp Rehabilitation Center. And Dr. Knapp, that's, that was his name, K-N-A-P-P, is celebrating its 50th anniversary of doing acute rehab services. So on Sunday, one week from today, Sunday, July 14th from 2 to 5 p.m., Knapp Rehab is going to have their 50th anniversary party right down at Hennepin at the Clinic and Specialty Center. They serve adolescents and adults who have traumatic injuries, who are disabled and need long-term intense rehab to get their lives back together. And it's a, what's really cool is the new gym they have with one of those zero-gravity machines in it. It actually has two zero-gravity machines in it. If you even look on the blog, I have a picture of me in that zero-gravity machine mm-hmm. that hangs from the ceiling and, and helps people learn to walk again. So their, their anniversary is it's 50 years, and it's Sunday, July 14th from 2 to 5 p.m. If you want more information, go to uh, hennepinhealthcare.org slash nap, and that nap is spelled K-N-A-P-P, hennepinhealthcare.org slash nap. Very good. Uh, before we go to the calls on our open line show today, Denny Long joins us, taking a couple of weeks off, but uh, Denny is here. Good morning, Denny. Hello, you guys. Yes. Denny? I, yes, I'm not. I, much to other rumors, I'm not sitting in a pontoon, some lake. I figured you'd be eating bonbons with a cocktail with an umbrella drink in it, Denny. No, actually, I'm doing, I, for truth be told, I'm doing some home improvement repairs, and I needed a break. But more, more than that, more than that, I wanted to interrupt your show with some pretty exciting news uh, at Hennepin Healthcare. <clears throat> Pardon me, but I, we're so proud of Dr. Hilden. He has been selected, Steve and the listeners, by his peers to represent the medical staff at Hennepin Healthcare as Vice President of Medical Affairs. Oh, that's now, what you're calling about, Danny. Oh, congrats. Now, I, now, 
I heard that there was an important election that took place last week. Dr. Hilden, please tell us more about it, Mr. Vice President. Oh, thank you, Denny. And I, I appreciate you getting up on your, on your vacation week off to, to mention that. Yeah, uh, hospitals have a vice president of medical affairs, which has an alternate name. It's called the president of the medical staff. And um, so I am, I am joining the leadership of the hospital as the representative of the over 1,000 doctors, nurses, uh, no, sorry, not nurses, doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, midwives, nurse anesthetists, um, psychologists, those who are the, what are sometimes called the health care providers, um, um, uh, acupuncturists, all of those gang, all of the people that when you call to make an appointment, I'm now their representative. So I will – it's an elected position. It's considered a leadership position of a health care system. It's called vice president of medical affairs, and I was very humbled to uh, be elected by our medical staff to do that. So um, that's my new job. I'm still going to be here on, on uh, CCO on Sunday mornings, though, but I, and I will still see patients at the hospital. Um, uh, executives of a, of a hospital generally also still see patients, and I'll be doing that as well. So that's so, my new job going forward. So we don't have, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't have to go through a press secretary. <clears throat> to, <laughs> to talk I to got people, all. Denny. No, <laughs> I got people. people. Will call your people. Well, <laughs> exactly. We, we wanted to just take a time out to, to congratulate you, and, and thanks, Steve, for filling in for these couple of weeks. But, Mr. Vice President, we'll see you in two weeks from today. Denny, have a great time <laughs> off, and thanks so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Denny, okay. don't work too hard. Not Take me. it easy. Bye-bye. There is Denny Long. Congrats on that. Oh, that's, and I uh, suppose there's more meetings, though. There are a yeah. few more. There are a few more. You know, um, But uh, my job is basically to uh, uh, help be a liaison between the, the people that you see when you go into a clinic and the hospital systems that employ us. Um, um, and, and we, as uh, this is a term I don't like, but we are on the front lines of healthcare. And the reason I don't like it is that I don't like to liken healthcare to war. Um, but as the ones who are on the front lines for, for lack of a better word, we do see what happens, um, uh, to our patients and we're the most intimately involved in patients' lives. And so, uh, sometimes, and it's not just my hospital, every hospital in the country has uh, one of these positions. Sometimes the administrators um, uh, um, of the hospital, they need to hear from directly from us. And so I have an office now up by the, by the, in the administration wing to um, help uh, be a liaison, if you will, so that our organization and our board know what the physicians and the other health care providers think. I happen to think we have an outstanding board of directors at Hennepin, and we have a great administrative leadership team. So it's not an adversarial relationship. It's a collaborative one for me to... Um, uh, work side by side with our our leaders to help deliver the best health care because that's what we all want. Everybody wants to deliver the best health care we can and be the best place for people to come get their care. And I know our board of directors, I know our CEO is all on board with that. And um, so I, I'm going to be help be a part to shape our organization going forward. Yeah, congrats I, again. I couldn't. I don't want to work anywhere else. I just love working at Hennepin, and I've said that on this air for over ten years. People don't often know what we do, and that's one of the reasons we do the show because everybody thinks of, um, well, it's HCMC. It is a hospital for trauma, and indeed, we are – this was a little side note, but we were just named the number one trauma center for adults in the United States, number one. So we are a trauma center and number two for pediatrics. I don't know who number one was, but we're number two in the whole country. So we do trauma well, but we do so much else well too. 
We do primary care and we do rehab and we do hyperbaric oxygen and we do pediatrics and the list just goes on and on and on. That's why we do this show is to give good health care information to people, but also because I'm very proud of where I work. Open line show, 651-989-9226. Feel free to use that to text or uh, phone. Let's go to those phone lines. Uh, Loni, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. How are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, doctor, I, I want you to know that I think a lot of Hennepin County, too. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear that. Is it Lonnie or Loney? It's Loney. Loney. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. My, my husband and I met there back in 1968. Oh, good grief. At the hospital? Yeah, we, bought, we I was a nurse's aide and he was an orderly. We were students at the university. Huh. Oh, that's terrific. That's Very just sweet. awesome. <laughs> 50 years later, it's worked. <laughs> love it. Love it. Okay, my question is, we are going to France, you know, the one that Jim Gilbert's hosting, mm-hmm. and we were notified that there's been a big outbreak of measles there. Now, we both had measles as children. Do you think we should be revaccinated or get a booster shot? I think it's a great question, Loni, and I think probably not. If you got measles before the late 50s early 60s. If you had the measles, the disease, you actually had it, right? You're not. Oh, just, she, she, oh yeah, she's, she's off. She's off. Yeah. yeah. So if you had the measles, you are basically okay. Um, it doesn't, um, your body is really good at that. Um, so the measles vaccine is for people um, uh, for who didn't. And so that's most people who were born after 1957, I believe is the year. So if you were born later, and you need to get the measles vaccine, and it's a two-shot series, and they both shots had to be after you were one year old. I was in the age in the mid-60s when they gave measles shots to babies younger than one, and that wasn't good enough, so I had to get a third one. So that so if you have not had your measles shots, and yes, if you're traveling to a places, many places in the world, if you're traveling anywhere, heck, if you're traveling to New York, you should have your measles vaccines up to date. That is so, so, so important. For you, though, um, Loni, I think you're okay because if you actually had the illness, you don't need to – um, those people don't need to worry about getting the vaccine. All right, quick break coming up and a follow-up. Vaccines work. Mm. I mean, they let's, do. let's just they do. pause there. They, do. they absolutely positively work. Now, people say they're not perfect. Well, I have yet to meet the me- or find the medical intervention that's Perfect. Nothing's perfect, but we shouldn't let perfect be the enemy of the really pretty good. And there's an old phrase, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. They're very good, and they will reduce your chances of getting what the disease that they're intended to prevent. They will reduce your chances, and if you get that illness, you'll get it far less frequently. And people think measles isn't a big deal. Oh, it is a big deal. It, for children, it leads to encephalitis and possibly death. Um, now, that doesn't happen in most cases, but it can lead to all kinds of problems. Um, it is not better to um, just let measles come back. Um, and so vaccines are extraordinarily important. And there's, there's, there's as studied as they come. Um, either the, the evidence is so strong that they work and they are safe. And if anybody still out there thinks that measles causes um, autism or, or like, that is simply false. That is not true, not true. Not true. <laughs> so so um, don't let that um, get in your way either. Get your vaccines. That's a really, really good point. 
quick break. We have much more coming up on Healthy Matters brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare. Dr. David Hilden in studio. It's an open line. Show today is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can use that number for phone calls or to send us a text here on CCL. Welcome back. It is uh, Healthy Matters presented by Hennepin Healthcare. Dr. David Hilden in studio. It's an open line. Show quickly the number again, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. Danny Long is away for a couple of weeks. He'll be back later in July. Let's go to the phones. Let's bring in Ben in New Ulm. Ben, you're on the air. Hi, Ben. Good morning. Yes. I had uh, radiation for prostate uh, cancer last year, and I it's been about a year. But now I have, when I wipe, I have blood. I've had a colonoscopy to make sure it wasn't that. How long can I expect that, or is it dangerous, or or what are what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, excuse me. Thank you, Ben, for your call. Likely, what you have um, is a. It may or may not be related to the radiation. But likely what it is, if it is related to the radiation, is a proctitis. What you get is an inflammatory problem in the surrounding conditions because your prostate sits right next to your lower intestines and your rectal area. And when they radiate one, it's hard not to hit the other one, although they're really quite good at it now. Um, and so what you can get is almost like like a, a, an inflammatory irritation, an angry burn-like thing, if you will, on the inside of your intestines, and that can bleed. That can be a little bit more chronic, um, uh, but um, I am not sure if you should still be dealing with that this far out. Um, but I would definitely go see your urologist again. You did the right thing and have a colonoscopy. Um, that was a good thing to see if there's some other reason because maybe it's nothing to do with your radiation. You can still get other problems like colon polyps. You can get diverticulitis. It could simply be hemorrhoids. It could be a lot of things that can be picked up um, on a colonoscopy. So that was a good thing to do, and, and you said you have done that. So my next step would be to go back to your urologist and, and say, I'm still having this. Because you can get both in your bladder and in your lower intestines, you can get this uh, radiation proctitis or or um, cystitis if it's in your bladder, and those can be hemorrhagic. They can they can bleed and they can bleed kind of continuously if it's not healing right because uh, it's sort of scarred. So that would be my next step. I don't have a good answer for how long you can expect it because that's outside my area, and I'm just not sure. Other than to tell you that it is a, a um, not uncommon complication of radiation. So see your urologist. It is Health Matters here on CCO to the text line. We've got a lot of texts coming in uh, already. Indeed we do, Steve. Check this out. Here's the first one that says, can allopurinol cause joint pain? That's an interesting question because allopurinol is intended to prevent joint pain in the condition called gout. And gout, one of those old conditions where crystals, little microscopic crystals form in your joints. These crystals are a byproduct of digestion of certain foods. And they just, for some people, they end up in your joint. It gets too much in your bloodstream. It just gets saturated in your bloodstream and then they set up shop in your joint and they cause gout. Allopurinol is a medication for people who suffer from recurrent gout pain. You take it every single day, whether or not you're having joint pain, and it's, it's intended to reduce the chances of getting joint pain. So the, the short answer, can allopurinol cause joint pain, is no, but there's a huge caveat. 
if you are not on allopurinol and you have a gouty problem and you start it, it can actually make things worse at the beginning. Nothing's ever simple. Nothing's mm. <laughs> so if you ha- the, the time to start allopurinol is not while you're having a gout attack. The time to start it is in between when you're feeling pretty good, and then it will help prevent the next one. So that's kind of the dope on allopurinol. Next question here says, my husband wakes up every morning with a headache. He is on oxygen at night for COPD. The headache goes away a while after he's up moving about. I'm not sure what that one's about, but if it's a new problem, all new headaches, I would I would go see a neurologist, um, N-E-U-R, neurologist, um, just to see. 90, 95% of headaches are due to are benign causes. They're due to migraines or, or other benign things. But you should – but there's a small percentage that are not. So if this is a new thing, particularly if it's at night, um, so it's not due to stress or alcohol or caffeine or something, I would see a neurologist for that. Um, your husband has COPD, and so it could be that he's not getting enough oxygen at night. That is at least a possibility. And I'm going to encourage the person who texted this question to listen next week. We're going to do a show specifically with a respiratory therapist about COPD. So I'm going to try to remember to talk about headaches at night in people who wear oxygen. We have a respiratory therapist who can maybe help us out with that answer next week right here on this show. We have a quick break coming up. It is Healthy Matters brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare here on CCO. Here are the numbers on our open line show as always, 651-989-9226. We invite you to call in. We'll get to your calls right out of the break for the news here at 8 o'clock. Once again, 651-989-9226. Feel free to send your text to that same number, 651-989-9226. We invite you to put that in your... Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin Healthcare, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden. Internal Medicine Physician with Hennepin Healthcare with more Healthy Matters. Thanks so much for joining us. Denny Long has a couple of weeks off. He'll be back later in July. Dr. David Hilden in studio. It's an open line show, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. How you doing, Steve? You oh, good morning? Very, very good. Good to be with you on this uh, Sunday morning. Welcome, everybody, uh, to the show. Um, thanks uh, for Steve for filling in. It's always good to have uh, Steve Thompson with us, a, a true professional here. Uh, uh, Danny's taking a couple weeks off. I do want to let everybody know about two things. If you missed it in the first half of the show, I want to re-announce that our acute rehab center, the Dr. Mylan Knapp Rehabilitation Center, is celebrating 50 years of acute rehab. They're having an event next Sunday, July 14th from 2 to 5 p.m., NAP Rehab is an acute inpatient specialty program serving adolescents and adults with TBI, stroke, and other um, needs for acute rehab. Please join us next Sunday at the Clinic and Specialty Center in downtown Minneapolis at 8th and Park 
For more information, go to www.hennepinhealthcare.org slash nap, and that's spelled K-N-A-P-P. The second thing is the blog is back up and running. Actually, it's always been up and running, but I haven't put any new content up for a little while, but it's there now. There is all kinds of quick, easy-to-digest stuff about the shingles, shingles vaccines, shingles shots. Um, What is shingles all about? Why is it even called shingles? And why is it shingles a singular noun, not a plural? So what is shingles is correct, not what are shingles. So it's all about Greek art. I've got pictures of Greek art. (laughs) Shingles actually... uh, uh, is a, from a Greek and a Latin, both Greek and Latin words. So you got to go to myhealthymatters.org to learn more about the shingles. And please subscribe by email, and I'll send you a little note every time we do a new post, which is not all that often, once or twice a month. Myhealthymatters.org. Do it today. It is miserable. The people I've known that oh, have had shingles. shingles is, is oh, shingles. It's more than a bummer. For, it, for some people, it's a really big deal. So... And and last week there were half a dozen. That's all we talked about just about last week on the show. And I thought, well, I'll just put it right there up on the blog. And it's not a big, long read. You can do it in five or six minutes. So myhealthymatters.org. To the phone lines we go. Let's bring in Diane in Princeton. Diane, you're on the air. Yes. The question I have is I had a lung surgery for cancer in April. They done a scan the other day. And now I've got a blood clot in my lungs. I'm not on the shots. I'm on actually um, pills for 21 days, twice a day. How do I know when the blood clot is gone? Great question. It's generally we we have you take those blood thinners for more than the 21 days, I want to say. That is the twice a day is is, um, you're probably on Rivaroxaban because that's the one that's 21 days. Also goes by the brand name Zarelto. It's a highly effective blood thinner that after 21 days, you go to once a day. You'll do that for at least three months, maybe six, maybe lifelong. It depends on, on your individual condition. Um, the blood clots, um, your body actually gets rid of blood clots in your veins and your blood vessels and in your lungs all by itself. It's the blood thinners help it to do that. So your body will make a new tunnel through the blood clot that's sitting in that blood vessel. That usually takes a month or two. But we don't um, generally do additional tests or CAT scans or anything. Usually we just say if you're breathing well and you're not having pain, we assume it's gone um, after you've taken the blood thinners for a period of time. If, however, you are having a swollen leg, because that's where they usually start, or if you are having pain in your chest, or if you are having shortness of breath, they will probably do another CAT scan to see if you have a residual blood clot in there. So for sure, take your blood thinners for the whole duration that you're supposed to. Usually three months That's the minimum that we usually do is three months, and it might be longer. And if you're not having symptoms, that's probably all you need to do. But definitely talk to your surgeon who did your lung surgery because you're a little different case, Diane. You had an actual surgery on your lung, and so you're going to want to follow up with your surgeon to ask this very question. But um, that would be my first take on it. Surgery and even more so Cancer is a high risk for getting blood clots, even without a surgery. People with cancer are at higher risk. So you will likely need blood thinners for even longer than those three months. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Diane. Thank you for your call. To the phone lines again, Mark in Plymouth. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Mark. Yes. Yeah, you're on. 
Uh, I take amitriptyline uh, each evening at bedtime uh, to help me sleep through the night. And I have done that for 19 years. I saw about two weeks ago a big study out of the U.K., that had a class of drugs that amitriptyline was one of the drugs in it. I can't remember the name of the class of drugs. It's, it, they're called a, tricyclic antidepressants, TCAs. And said there was up to a 50% uh, uh, increase in dementia if you were on that drug. I wanted to hear your thoughts on the study and what you would suggest. That's a great question, Mark. I'm, I'm going to just come right out with it that I have not yet read that study. So I don't know. But I can tell you what I do know about tricyclics. They're very old drugs. They've been around for decades. And as you have noted, you've been on it for 19 years. People take them. They were initially developed as an antidepressant. That's why they're, and they're of the class TCAs or tricyclic antidepressants. They are highly effective at treating depression at high enough doses. But the problem is they do have some side effects. Um, uh, if you get, they, they can be toxic if you get too much of them. So they have been largely replaced for depression by newer drugs. But they also have other effects. They're really good at treating neuropathic pain conditions. So if you have neuropathy, like from diabetes, and um, amitriptyline is a good choice for that. Uh, if you have migraines, amitriptyline is a good choice for that. <clears throat> and also for what you said, they cause dr- sleepiness. That's one of its side effects. They really cause drowsiness. So sometimes people take them at night to help sleep. So those are all in smaller doses than um, than the antidepressant doses that they, we used to use them for. It's usually just a small dose of these medications. If you've been tolerating it for all those years, I suggest you not change much on that based on one one study. Medical studies are... The only way scientific you know, knowledge advances, but one study doesn't usually change our behaviors. We almost always wait for a second study to confirm what the first one showed. And we always take studies with a grain of salt because they are subject to error. Uh, they are the best we have, but I wouldn't probably change your behavior based on that one study. It is possible that the amitriptyline that you're taking does lead to increased risk of dementia, but that is not well established. And at a small dose for something you've been tolerating, I wouldn't probably change your behavior yet. But um, we'll keep an eye on further research on that. I will look into this particular study to see if there's anything um, dramatic about it, but that's usually the case in studies, that we don't often change based on one study. We need to replicate that um, in, in additional studies. Quick break. We have more with the doctor here on Healthy Matters brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare, Dr. David Hilden. In it is an open line show, and we have a lot of texts to get to, and we'll try and get through those in a moment here on the CCO. It is Healthy Matters each and every Sunday morning between 7.30 and 8.30, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare, Dr. David Hilden in studio. It is an open line show, and we have a lot of texts to get to on the program, and uh, diverticulitis came up earlier in the program, and we have a text. Yeah, on. the text says, please discuss diverticulitis, causes, treatments, prevention, ongoing care. Thank you from Joyce. Thanks for your text, Joyce. Diverticulitis is when little what we call diverticula um, get inflamed in your intestines. Diverticula are little pouches that stick out of your intestine. Many of us have them and don't even know it. Um, one in like a quarter of us have those and will die without ever knowing it. But if they ever get inflamed, they can bleed, they can rupture, they can be painful. Then it's called diverticulitis. Um, uh, we treat that with antibiotics and intravenous fluids and it gets better on its own. And or it gets better with that in the majority of cases. Sometimes you have to be hospitalized and sometimes you even need a surgery to fix it. 
Um, next, is acupuncture covered by Medicare? I think so. That's going to be a, a, a that's going to be a wishy washy answer, but I'm pretty darn sure it is covered by Medicare. Um, next one says, "Good morning, Kent here. Hi, Kent. My folks, late '80s and early '90s, are both using CBD oil and sleeping better, less muscle stiffness. It sounds like Minnesota has been slow to embrace CBD oil with um, with a little THC in it. Because of this, my parents source from Colorado, but have cautioned they must have." Uh, I don't know what I lost the, the rest of that Texas cutoff. Well, let me talk about CBD just briefly. And I just want to say that one of my best friends and colleagues at work is an expert on this. His name is Dr. Charlie Reznikoff. He advises the Minnesota legislators. He advises the Minnesota governor. And he's even testified before the United States Congress about these very issues. And he works at Hennepin. So I'm going to have him on the show to talk about CBD oil. CBD oil is extracted from the same plant that marijuana comes from, except it doesn't have the psychoactive properties. You can't get high from it is the deal. So since marijuana does have um, some medicinal properties, according to a lot of people, um, it would make some sense that so would CBD oil just without the high and the hallucinogenic effect. So it's promising, but there's not a lot of evidence yet, but it's promising. And I know many people who take it with good relief. I know some who take it and didn't do a darn thing. So I, I, the jury is out on CBD oil. The one good thing about it is that it doesn't seem to have any negative effects. It doesn't seem, I can't figure out if there's any negative side effects from CBD oil. It's benign, except on your pocketbook. It's very expensive. Um, so the, the texter is talking about THC. That's the active hallucinogenic property of marijuana. So it is illegal to have any THC in your CBD product. It might not be in Colorado, but it is in Minnesota. So stay tuned for more on that. If it has THC in it, it's pot. If it doesn't have THC in it, it's CBD oil. And there are legality issues on that. And I, and I was wondering, in your opinion, is this something that needs a lot more study? That, that we need to understand how this stuff works. An emphatic yes to that. I think it's promising. It might help people. It, it does help for some seizure disorders in kids. So I think without a doubt we need more study on that because it's promising. All right. Is there another? Oh, there's a lot of them. Um, here's a person that says, I have swelling of one tonsil occasionally, maybe every other day. Always the same one. No sore throat, no other symptoms. What could cause that? You've got some inflammatory problem, probably a virus, maybe an allergy. Your tonsils are part of your immune system. They're, they've got lymphoid tissue in there, which is intended to, uh, to fight infections and allergens in the air. Perhaps that's just it. As long as your tonsil gets better, it doesn't stay inflamed and enlarged and painful because if it does that, it could have an abscess, an infection. It could have a cancer. If it's getting bigger and getting smaller again, it's probably just doing its job. But if you have a prolonged period where your tonsil is inflamed, go see an ENT doctor, an otolaryngologist, and they can take a look at it while it's big, and they can see if that's a problem. It's probably just doing its job. What about tonsil removal? Once upon a time when I was a kid, (laughs) people had their tonsils removed all the time. I still have mine, but I know people that... Had him take it I out. think that was maybe not the best practice. We shouldn't be taking out normal tissue in people just because it got enlarged when the normal tissue is supposed to get enlarged. It's your tonsils, just like the, the nodes in your neck when they're getting big because you have a sore throat. That's your lymph system fighting over time on your behalf. So taking out tonsils is not such a good idea. If they're chronically inflamed, uh, you know, then that we still take them out occasionally. But it's far, far, far less often. That was something that maybe we shouldn't have done so much. 
just like we shouldn't do so many C-sections, you know, in pregnant women. It's just one of the things we used to do a lot. Learned a little bit better. Here's one that says, uh, is there, I had a blood test to, is there a blood test that determines immunity to measles? I don't have my vaccination records. Um, and the answer to that is yes. If you aren't sure, you want to know if you're immune to measles, it's called a titer, T-I-T-E-R. You get your measles titer. They'll simply measure the, does your body have antibodies to measles? If your body has antibodies to measles, it means it was exposed to either the disease itself or to the vaccine. Um, if your body does not have any antibodies floating around in it, that means it's never seen measles in its life, either in a vaccine or in, a, in, a, in the real disease. And so we can measure that. So, yes, if you're not sure, you can get a titer to measles. Another texter says, or maybe it's the same one. No, this is another one. Said, I had a blood test to see if I need a, needed a measles shot, and I didn't need it. That is a way to go. If you're not sure if you need another measles shot, you just can't remember, you don't have your records, you can go and request a measles titer. Speaking of shots, tetanus. I, I'm kind of a do-it-yourselfer, and sometimes I'll get it cut from a nail or something fooling around yeah. in the house in the garage. What about tetanus, and should I be worried? I, I, I remember mm-hmm. it being called lockjaw. It was lockjaw because it's fatal, and your jaw gets spastic, and your, the muscles of yeah. your jaw, and you can't open your mouth. Uh, tetanus can be, can be fatal, and it's found in the dirt and in the soil. And so rusty nails pick it up and other piece of metal or old garbage. Um, if you, you should get a tetanus vaccine every 10 years. And um, it's, it's combined with um, the diphtheria vaccine. So it's called a tetanus diphtheria. And once in your adult life, you should get the tetanus diphtheria pertussis. Um, it's TDAP. It's safe and that um, uh, all of them are safe. And you should get the, that shot once in your life. And every 10 years, you should get your tetanus shot. That being said, if you're working with rusty stuff, metal, not even just metal, just in the dirt, maybe you're clearing brush, maybe you get a a scrape from an old wooden fence and there's no metal at all, and you have not had a tetanus shot for over five years, we often say, get another one. It won't hurt you to get it early, but it can hurt you to if if your immunity has waned like it does in the latter part of the decade since your last tetanus shot. We often say, get another one if you have what we call a dirty wound. So, so even a wellness check, just go in and we'll find out if you've had your tetanus shot. If it's been push right, okay. pushing ten years, you should get another one. Particularly if you are sort of a handy guy, or you're working outside, or you're using tools, or even if not, even if you're just you know just general John Q. Public, I would make sure your tet all your vaccines. But the one adults need every ten years is tetanus. That's the one you need regardless. Uh, there's a text here about sudden hearing loss in one ear this past week. Uh, hearing slowly coming back, concerned about cause, long-term impact, and treatment to restore. Full yeah, that's hearing. a good question. If you have sudden hearing loss and it doesn't come back quickly, you should go see an ear nose throat doctor or even maybe start with an audiologist. At Hennepin, we have great doctors of audiology who have been on this show. Um, uh, it could be a virus. It could be um, fluid in your ear. It could be a ruptured eardrum. All of those um, should be looked at. So if you have sudden hearing loss, I would generally go have that looked at. It might come back slowly, but you don't even know what the cause was. If you have gradual hearing loss in both ears that's been going on for years like most of us get, that you don't have to rush off to be seen. Um, but if it's sudden, um, I would I would tend to go in and have that looked at um, just to make sure. Maybe you have a big hole in your eardrum. Maybe maybe you have an infection in there that ought to be treated, especially if it's just one side. That's potentially reversible. 
the blog is back. The blog is back. Yep, thanks for mentioning that, Steve. MyHealthyMatters.org. Go there this afternoon. Go there now. MyHealthyMatters.org. I got pictures. I have links. I have um, easy-to-read-and-digest information this week about shingles, about the zoster, about the that nasty thing that people get on their skin. Go to MyHealthyMatters.org. And congrats on the new gig. You'll still be seeing patients, and you'll still be coming in on Sunday mornings. So yep, uh, thanks, good for you. thanks a lot, Steve. I, I'm looking forward to my new job at Hennepin. But, yep, I'm still seeing patients. I'll still be here Sunday mornings. And, of course, each and every Sunday morning, it is Healthy Matters, brought to you by Hennepin Healthcare, Dr. David Hilden in studio here on the CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.